Last orders at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales, a curated 5e Dungeons & Dragons adventure set in the tales of the Yawning Portal campaign module by Wizards of the Coast. Previously on Tavern Tales, we've escaped the seesaw trap and make our way into a tomb proper for royalty with all the trappings of a regal burial chamber. Come sit down and drink with the enemy, raise a glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So come sit down and laugh with the enemy, raise a glass and sing to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So Marilyn is good to slowly start walking forward, doing her best not to knock anything down because we know how that happened last time. Make an acrobatics check. Sounds good. Use blue gem. <laughs> if I do bad on acrobatics, that's sad, guys. You use a blue gem. I will. 20. Once in your life. Yeah, okay, you don't touch anything. You manage to step lively over all of the different things that you would need to step over and you don't disturb anything as you make your way into the room sure you're now standing next to a bunch of broken figurines life-sized gi joes is there any i guess tripwires or anything no in this? okay cool i'm gonna go and investigate those people with the feathers cool yeah looks like an honor guard all of it is destroyed none of it is of any value except maybe these shell breastplates but only to a museum of antiquities into the backpack do we see where the bronze fish thing went? Yeah, it's uh, hovering in the room. Just nowhere in particular? It is somewhere in particular, but not like of any significant relevance. Okay. Florida there Man. is a door over to your right against the far eastern wall, and that door is closed. It's hovering near there. Florida Man's going to put one of the shell breastplates into the Pikachu backpack. Sure. And some of the stone. <laughs> Just because Maryland's going to make her way to the attendant sedan area. Whenever I say sedan, I just think of the car. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> too bad it's not a wagon. <laughs> I love wagon. So you make your way over to the litter. It's destroyed. It doesn't seem to be of any value or significance. The only thing that uh, seems to be interesting at all is this large stucco dome that you cannot see into, which is in the north western side of the room can i walk into this dome it is a fully closed dome like just like a a dome not a cylinder a dome yep there you go like an igloo without an entrance so a dome got it (laughs) an igloo without an entrance very good visual thank you there you go i understood that very canadian very good (laughs) it is like it's like mad max and the thunder dome without mad max and the thunder (laughs) just a dome just dome (laughs) just dome (laughs) Gonna go towards that door in the northwest corner. Oh, cool. Actually, the sedan. 
Let's do that. Inside the curtained portion of the litter are the skeletal remains of a human. His arms are shackled to an arm of the sedan. In his ribcage can be found three arrowheads. Mixed throughout the broken clay in the immediate area are nearly 5,000 beads of coral and shell that have like intrinsic value. They're like one copper each sort of thing. Thousands of single copper pieces is kind of what it is. Coral and shell that's worth a copper each. Cool. Can I take a closer look at the arrowheads in the chest or are they removable? Inside the guy's chest? Yeah. Yeah, of course. They're rusted and tarnished and they could not be reused. Ah, okay. But these things killed this man who was shackled to the arm of the litter. I wonder why he was shackled. Um, Penny is looking around for anything historical of value, not necessarily of monetary value. Make a, yeah, history check. Yeah, you, you see those blue gems in front of you? Yeah, I should have used one. Mm-hmm. Can I still do that? No. No, I didn't think so. I forget. You're telling everybody else to do it. Don't remind yourself. By all well, means. Why don't they How remind me do, and help a brother Penny? out? Eight. Yeah, you don't know anything. No. This room's confusing you. You should know more, but you don't. Anybody else want to make a history check and beat Penny? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Especially the anthropologist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any history points, so this could go bad. Oh, you're not trained in history? No, I'm trained. I have investigation in religion. Nope. All right, you make a history check, but... <laughs> I know shit, too. <laughs> How'd you do? Uh, seven. Yeah, you don't even... Nope. No, yeah, there's no words. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, there's some guy named Tom Cruise, and he did some stuff with, like, these stone figures at one point. That's all you know. I feel like I'm supposed to know that movie reference, but that I was don't. A, the mummy reference for that wasn't younger Tom people. Cruise, was it? Was that other dude? Brendan Fraser. Oh, it's a newer one with him. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, that's why I said for the younger people. Oh, sorry, I'm old. Very old. The Rock was the scorpion. That was good. Cool. <laughs> Texas is hanging out with the uh, copper fish thing at this door. Okay, I'm gonna look at this door. See if there's anything strange about it's a door. It. Is there's it, nothing strange about this door? <laughs> is it locked? Uh, no, it's not locked. I'm going to open it. You open the door. It leads to area 21. Better than 51. So the door opens. There's nothing to your right. 10 feet ahead of you, the wall is there, and the corridor stretches off down further than your torch can show uh, down a long stretch of corridor. What does the fish do? Uh, the fish immediately goes out the door and goes down that corridor. Fish is going this way. Doesn't appear that there's anything else in this room that we need to worry ourselves with. Cool. Cool. I'm going to take one more glance around the room. Is there like any other people groups that are interesting besides the five guards and the litter? The stone dome that seems to have everybody important surrounding it seems to be of relevancy, but you, you don't understand no one here who has a history check worth making uh, has been able to figure out what that stone igloo is all about. Can Stucco I, igloo, igloo. Can I go to the igloo and just make a, like a perimeter around it and see if there's anything on it? You do. There's nothing. Knock, knock, knock. You knock. It sounds hollow. Can I climb it to get to the top of the dome? Sure. You can climb on top of it. Yep. You climb on top of the dome. It's a cool vantage point. I'm going to take my one of my pitons. Such a cool vantage point. Here's a white gem. You want to take a, a piton and? Uh, a hammer, and I'm going to see if I can make a little hole into this dome. Cool. Yeah, Totally. Uh, make a strength check as you smash the piton into the stucco. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, 21? Cool. Plus yeah, three. I mean, I would add your proficiency bonus to that too, which is even higher. But nevertheless, it's a ton. You crack the top of this dome and you and the piton and everything fall into the dome itself. Woof, and you fall in. Big hole is created. There's a, a crack, the sound of a falling body, a wet thump, and you see a cloud of dust come up from the dome where Maryland just was. Oh. Tex, come back. I told Marilyn not to touch anything. And what do you think she did? <laughs> and I'm going to start going over to where Marilyn was. And This is probably a cairn that held deceased individuals. Oh, so I'm in a tomb? significant weight and worth. The cairn is five foot tall in the middle, and it is probably, you know, it's like eight feet tall in the middle and rather large. I'm going to search the inside of this cairn. Yeah, of course. Inside are six worthless sets of bones, but six jade bead pectorals that look vaguely similar to the ones that Tolokas Popolokas had, but not nearly as valuable and not nearly as significant, just jade bead pectorals. Those are worth a good amount of money each, like 50 gold piece each, and there's six of those. And in a corner, which is weird to have this written in here since it's round, but nonetheless... <laughs> There is a pendant made of silver and turquoise, which has that shroom of light that goes across it as the light hits it. There's a little shine on it. Cool. I'm going to go over to the pendant and I'm going to grab a cloth out of my bag so I don't touch it directly because I feel like touching things directly is a bad idea. Okay. I'm going to pick it up. Cool. You pick up the amulet, pick up the jade pectorals. Everybody's come over at this point. Mm -hmm. You see Maryland rooting through bones and stepping through deceased people kicking a rib cage and walking right through the spinal vertebrae of another one that's been laid out perfectly their arms crossed they're all being like just beat up and there is and it has been overlooked by maryland because she got attracted to that amulet right away there is a lamp it is made of bronze and chrysoprase do i know what that is chrysoprase. you don't know what chrysoprase is mm. what's wrong with you people you should all know what chrysoprase is <laughs> Anyone worth their salt knows what bronze and chrysopase is. is it metal you just or try to look or... that up on the internets and spell it correctly. Go ahead. Is it like crystal? Because like chrysopase? Got it. Chrysopase. Yep. Apple green variety of chalcedony, contain... chalcedony? Containing nickel used as a gemstone. It's like very greeny. Okay. Thank you. It looks like weird jade. Okay. There you go. Chrysopase. Bringing you the unnecessary learnings. I don't know. Like, I watched a lot of Steven Universe and they don't bring that Guys, you learned what a dome was and chrysoprase <laughs> today. Also, you learned what a floor is a seesaw. So, like, just bringing the knowledge, just dropping the bombs of literature. This is why D&D should be in schools. Yes, always. Are they going to come down into this dome? With me, or am I just in here and then I have to get out of this thing? <laughs> I mean, the dome is made of stucco and kind of fell through. You could probably smash your way out of it. But there's this bronze and chrysoprase lamp uh, sitting in the floor. For uh, an anthropologist, you sure don't care about dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> the rogue me took over. Sorry, I saw cool shit. Well, oh, the lamp is worth like 15 gold pieces. Probably could put some oil into it. And it would function very well as a like a, a hooded lantern. Does she have the backpack? I can't remember who carries the backpack. Everybody has a backpack. Yeah, no, the ba the Pikachu backpack. No. Oh, no. I think Florida Man, Florida has, Man has that. Okay. Well, try to not 
wreck any more things and get out of there with what you can. I'll, I can. Oh, wait, where are you? You're looking in? I'm at the top. Oh, like, you're at the top? top? Oh, okay, then it breaks and you fall no! into <laughs> you, t- you. How could you have not seen that coming? <laughs> it's made of stucco, man. <laughs> it's stucco heavy, and it's already yeah. been broken. Yeah, you're not even that heavy. You flap your wings once, twice. You're like, ah! And you ah! fall in. Yeah. She literally says ass, ass kicker. kicker. <laughs> as she falls in. It's a very common Boom, you land there. You, you disturb another poor, unfortunate skeleton. I'm Who's sorry. disturbing who now? It, shut up. And you're an archaeologist. Is there anything else outside of this dome? No, that... just a bunch of clay figures. Okay. The figurine comes back, <gasps> enters the room, flies off to like one of the other corners, hovers there, flies to another corner, hovers there. Okay. Gonna load the stuff up into my backpack. Cool. Well, are you taking all the things in the room? I'm gonna take the jade pectorals. Yep. The necklace. Yep. The fancy lamp. Cool. As soon as you pick up the lamp, the floor opens up underneath it and a horrible, depraved, undead creature leaps out and claws at your face. Well, shit. Are you good with undead? Somebody here is good with undead. Mary Claire is. It's you or Mary Claire. Okay. Mary Claire's got undead. She's a vengeance, remember? Mary Claire! Mary Claire, we need you. So you guys are in the dome. Yep. <laughs> We're in the Thunderdome. Yeah, you're in the Thunderdome. Is his name Mad Max? Can we name him Mad Max? Or uh, uh, Tina Turner? That would also be a good choice. Cute. Is that what it is? No, oh. but that's so cute. <laughs> it's a homunculus. I've never flipped to that page before. I love him. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> I make him my friend. Even the hook horrors. Or I'm just getting inured to D&D things and I'm just trying to find things cute. Would you all like to see the picture of this creature that leaps forth? No. Yes. Damn it. No. Well, shit. We're going to die. <laughs> it's a white. You two are. I'm it's a what? White? I'm safe <laughs> inside the golf dome. This creature has long, stringy white hair, a face where the skin is just pressed dryly against the cheekbones. The mouth itself is all sealed up and it opens its mouth and tendrils of flesh hang from the top to the bottom as it tears away. There is no nose, just two open gaping wounds that suck the air in. The eyes glow with a black, dark intensity. It's wearing gross-looking shoulder pads. It has a breastplate of the same shells and beads that you'd collected from the dead outside. In its hand, it holds a short sword that has a wicked-looking serrated edge and a hooked part to the hilt itself. It's wearing like scale male boots. Its thighs are covered by these shell-like constructs. It's looking very well armed, heavily armored, and evil. Roll initiative. Everybody? Everybody. Oh my god. Yeah. I dislike undead. Do, do. It's time to bring up the new sword. (laughs) So it's just one dude? Correct. I assume we can't see into the dome? Nope. Cool. But he's coming for you. Well, well, actually, a question. Because the two of them fell in through the top, how much of it is damaged? 
quite a bit of it is now broken and open. And because it wasn't so high up, you can kind of see the top of Penny's head. And that's about it. And Penny, the top of Penny's head, just her eyes. And you can see her eyes widen perceptibly suddenly. And you hear the sounds of terrible things happening inside. Cool. So how did we do on initiative? 22. How did you do, Penny? Four. Florida man? 18. And Tex? 15. Okay, the white gets a surprise action, leaping out, cutting you deeply with its long sword twice, Maryland Jane, and you need to make two constitution saving throws. I'll also use uncanny dodge. Because um, we're level five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. So, What's yeah. uncanny dodge doing for you? Uncanny dodge, when an attacker that I see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to half the attack's damage. Uh, you don't have a reaction yet. This is a surprise attack, so can't use your uncanny dodge. It's as long as I see them, though. But you do not have a reaction because you have been surprised. You do not get your reaction until the start of your turn. The white leaps up, slashes you twice with its long sword, and does a total of 12 points of damage. Yuck. Now we are at the top of the round, where Maryland will go first, followed by Florida Man. Okay. I can't use sneak attack because I'm very much there. (laughs) Cool. I'm going to use my longsword. I'm going to do some stabby stabby. And yeah, hopefully that works. I roll a (laughs) 15 to hit. That is enough to hit. Lucky. I know, right? Nine damage. Cool. Nice. Excellent. So what are you going to do there, Florida man? How close am I? You cannot see anything but the top of Penny's head. And she doesn't look surprised yet because she hasn't had a chance to react. So I don't know that she's attacked a white. Yeah, you hear the sound of conflict, of course. That's why you got to roll initiative. Can I drop down like next to her as my movement? You can run up the side of the stucco and jump in. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you were too far away at that time. You did say you were coming over to the dome. So yeah, describe that for me. I will run up and charge in and jump down. Florida man boot stomping uh draws her long sword and kind of slides in to like hang on to the edge of the lip and fall in cool make an athletics check all right oh no yeah so when she goes to grab the edge it crumbles in her grasp (laughs) and she falls heavily to the ground she's laying there looking up at a white oh it smiles grimly blood dripping from its sword Am I able to attack it? Yes, of course, you okay, can attack so it. So as a as a bonus action, I can utter a vow of enmity, which allows me to have advantage on things. I say, ah, duh, undead, go, I hate you. And then I, I'm going <laughs> to hit it with my longsword. I'm going to try to cut it off at the knees because that's where I'm at. Okay. Ah, boop, boop, 26. A crit. So I will use Divine Smite in addition to my normal damage. How many D8s do you get to roll? So just for my regular hit, I get to roll 1D8 plus 5. And you're using what level of Paladin spell? I was going to use one. A first level spell? Yeah. Then that is an additional 2D8. Plus one more D8 because it's undead. Cool. So you get to roll 1D8 for your longsword, 2D8 for your smite, and an additional D8 because it is undead. And I also crit it. So how many D8s do you get to roll? Do you need more D8s? I'm going to be rolling four D8s times two plus five. So it looks like you've rolled a bunch already. So mm-hmm. roll three more. So that's 12 
Thirty-two. Yeah. Dead yet? Yeah. Plus five. Plus five. Thirty-seven. Jeez. Damage. Okay. I'm glad we brought you along. <laughs> I very fantastically fall into this dome, land on the ground, and do a, a hi undead <laughs> <laughs> uppercut slash up his body, saying the words "Help me, Kinachacha," because that's new. Maybe that's why it's so powerful. Maybe. I, I assume as much. Because we're the only two that yeah. worship Kinajaja anymore, right? N- new God who dis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's doing math. New God who dis. I like that. Cool. That was your first attack. What did you do with your second attack? Oh I'm going to try God. again. <laughs> so I will roll again. Again! Another crit? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. 10. So glad you're here 16. right now. <laughs> yep. It's a lot more. Uh, <laughs> 46, uh, 51, 56. You have killed the white. Yay! Slice, slice. Pretty much single-handedly. <laughs> Very much single-handedly. Sorry. What are you sorry about? I feel bad. You're laying there on the ground. Okay. Florida man laying there, and the white is dead. Maryland stares up, kind of gobsmacked, which is... Yeah, that's a thing. I'm going to pick the debris off of me from this creature that exploded (laughs) everywhere in those two hits. Well, that was a thing. She stands up, boots the wall to make a hole, walks through. (laughs) Yeah, you're really strong. So yes, that's easily done. Maryland Jane is carrying some sort of amulet in her hand. You can see that the white, when it collapsed upon you, because you're laying on the ground at its feet, was wearing a similar amulet. And that amulet falls upon your chest. It looks almost the exact same as the one that Maryland Jane is carrying. I will stand up and like, is it like like chunks of undead on me? <laughs> Basically, I stand up and I and I shake off the undead and I have like like a like a finger like in my hair oh. and like <laughs> gross like, and like a little bit of splatter of undead goo on me. <laughs> I assume that they goo on the inside, although he kind of looked dehydrated, kind of like a raisin. So maybe it was less goo and more dust. So I brush myself off and I follow through the hole that Maryland Jane made. I'm just standing outside this dome. <laughs> Ready to do nothing. I saw Penny and Maryland fall into the dome. And then I saw Penny's head and then Florida man yellowed into the dome. Yes. And there was just like a big puff of flower Some, dust like, like somebody like had chimney somebody had squeezed a flower bag really really quickly oh, and covered. popped a big <laughs> burst of flower dust into the air covered oh. in undead dust well now what are you three doing in there oh nothing much you know hey penny is this more in your alley for things does this necklace do anything let let me see it she does a history check <laughs> she's gonna check some history and use a blue gem to make Cal- cool. I'll use two blue gems to make Cal happy because you're mad I didn't use one last time. I'll just use one. I'm never mad. You were mad that you rolled so poorly. I, was I just mad. simply pointed out <laughs> that you had four blue gems. I know. I always just forget. No one I, reminds they're me. They're sitting in front of you, shining and scintillating in the light. I'm so used to them. Here, I'll, give, I'll yeah. trade you because this one's a different color. Yes. So no, I don't want an that. ugly one. I like the lighter one. I don't like the lighter ones. All right. Uh, 18. Cool. This amulet necklace is historically significant. You tell me why. It's also elvish. Elfish? Elvish. Sure. Yeah. And 
well, was this the one that made of the weird metal? Was this the one made out of the weird gem? No, that's no, that the was lamp. 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 Okay, I was trying to remember. This one looked more like the thing that Slugman had. Is it magical? It is magical. You have no idea. Oh, you didn't write. Tell me the history story of the necklace. I was going to. Go ahead. I'd love to hear it. (laughs) It is a magical elvish necklace that when the right elvish words are said, it glows and lights the way to a magical tree. (laughs) It was made for an elvish princess. Because we found elvish things, so I think there's some elvish things here. Given to a princess on her 16th birthday, and it has a magical quality, but that has now left it. But it used to lead to a magical singing tree that she loved. It's cute. Penny out. <laughs> <laughs> the hidden shrine of Tamochan. Yeah. And the hidden, that's the monster manual, but nonetheless, that too. <laughs> the hidden shrine of Tamochan says nothing about this necklace. However, it has to be significant and important because it was of value in a cairn. So it's the, it's the amulet of the high priest of the Oman people, and it has sacrificial blood still in the. This is the amulet of Imhoten, was a young prince who became betrothed in secret to a local peasant woman when he found her going to fetch the water. And he had this necklace and another made so that even though they could not be married and wedded in this life, that should they wear the necklaces upon their death, they would be able to encounter and meet each other in the afterlife and be there together forever. For what does it mean if you're only together in this life for a scant period of time when you can be together forever eternally. Aww. I ship it. But this story doesn't have a magic singing tree. (laughs) (laughs) So they they were wedded eternally forever after, not in this life, but in the unlife, beneath the boughs of a regular tree. Dang it. (laughs) <laughs> that tree ain't singing you know right <laughs> where Imhoten and Celia were wet and it is foretold that any two should wear the necklace they will be bound together forever in the afterlife Oh, uh, wait don't you have the other one I'm not wearing it <laughs> I'm not wearing mine either I feel like that's a good gift though for Alabama <gasps> yeah we should save it for when we find his betrothed and give it to them as a wedding gift. Adore, so they don't get lost. This is just a story. This is just a history check. These amulets may not actually have said power <laughs> to bond together two people. It could just be that Imhoten was like, hey baby, I want to get some, but I can't marry you because I'm a prince and you're a water girl. So like, you know, we'll just be married like, in the afterlife. It's like the ultimate promise ring. <laughs> Still a good wedding gift, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. there you go. We put it into the Pikachu backpack. Pikachu backpack. Now, Pikachu. you definitely got the feeling that this thing is magical. Oh, I did? Yes. Okay, I'm not going to put it. to imply to you before. <laughs> you can put it in the Pikachu backpack. It's fine. You don't have to but, check it later now. Okay. But anyway. I do want to know two, what it does because I was going to put it on, but I didn't want to put it on and then exactly. die. Exactly. <laughs> two <laughs> death marriage amulets. Yes. <laughs> death marriage amulets. That's a great description. <laughs> Slash singing tree. (laughs) Thank you. It's part of their afterlife story, maybe. You meet at the singing tree. 
Yeah, that's cute. I like it. They're going to recognize each other. I thought you were going to do a detect magic on it, actually, initially. (laughs) Well, to me, history made more sense. And then I don't have to waste all my spell slots checking magic things for you. (laughs) (laughs) Feel like... like, is this magic? A wise wizard would create detect magic-like glasses. Just be like... Oh, Oh, that'd be very handy. Can we find detect magic glasses, Kyle? (laughs) Can you put those somewhere in this Can we make some? What level do I have to be to make magic glasses? All the white gems. Or like like a, like a little like... like um, monocle? A monocle. Monocle. Or like the little things they used to inspect gems with. Like yeah. Like a little, yeah, little magic in there. Yeah. There's nothing else in this room. Cool. I'm going to go towards the door where Tex was going. Cool. You lit a lamp and it turned into a white? No, I picked it up. Oh. Yeah, don't touch stuff in Karns, apparently. I could have told you that. I mean, I did tell you that. Yeah, but you know I don't listen to archaeologists. Well, this is a sign that you should. So, Tex, lead the way. I ignore Penny. (laughs) Well, you go back to the door. The door's closed again. You did not close the door yourselves, but the door is closed again. Where's the fish? That fish flew out the other door during the fight. The other door. Like the way we came in? The way you came in. Okay. Yeah. It appears that I have lost sight of the fish, but when I did open this door that is now closed, it went down it, and it came back, and then it is gone. Did you close this door when you came back? No, I did not. Well, shit. Okay, then. Check for traps on that door before we open it up again. Cool. You spend a couple of minutes checking for traps. Nothing? No. Open the door. (laughs) Cool. You open the door. Walk inside? Go inside. Long corridor to your left, heading north. Walk down that long corridor. Checking for traps, going slowly, of course, as always. (laughs) Cool. A large block of stone obstructs the corridor ahead suddenly. Doesn't seem, though, to have been part of the original construction, for its composition is more sandy than the stones that make up the walls of these ruins. Furthermore, there is a gap of several inches that is visible along the sides of the block and between the stone and the ceiling. You hear a creak behind you. Turn around. Mm -hmm. What do I see? Nothing. You hear a click. (gasps) That door closed again, I think. (laughs) (laughs) For sure someone was like, nah. No more of this. <laughs> you rush back down, and yes, the door is closed. I fucking knew it. <laughs> is it locked? The door does not open from this side. Shit. I hate this place. No, fishy. We lost the fishy. Fish is gone. I wanted to name him. Really liked that fish. Il Nidrow. That's It already has a name. Yeah. Well, I don't like it. His name's going to be Finn. Or Mr. Finney. Did we take the lantern, or did we leave the lantern? Oh, I brought oh, the, the lamp. lamp. Sorry. Yeah, the lamp. You have that, too. It's not yet. I wrote down jade pectorals and fancy gem lamp. Cool. Because maybe it would help us see things, maybe. Well, we have our torches. Got your torches. Well, three of the torches, at least. Alabama's like, guys. Where did we leave Alabama? (gasps) Is Alabama on the other side of the door? Alabama's with you guys. Damn it. (laughs) Alabama, open the door up again. (laughs) Wedge a rock in there this time. I feel like we need to, like, drag a rope behind us just to, like, prevent... (laughs) (laughs) Like what do you want to do? Like a Hansel really long credit. <laughs> yeah. Go up to that rock. The big stone, yeah? Yeah. Sandy and stone block. touch it. You touch it. It's sandy. Push it? All right. Give a, give me a strength check. Oh. Are you pushing stones? Yep. Do you need help? Uh, maybe? Some prune juice, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> what? Not, not that kind some of pushing spinach? stones? Wow. <laughs> oh. That's what I thought you were alluding to. No. <laughs> no. Just no. you. That's just you. Oh, oh boy. Uh, that's a nine. 
Yeah, I mean, you're you're pushing away against it. Doesn't seem to do anything. <laughs> what you doing there? I'm going to try to push it. Okay. Uh, uh. I will assist. <laughs> I guess now I'm helping. Gonna the push four of again? you, of which there can only be four of you, begin to push upon the stone. You have an 18 strength. Yeah. You have a... 16. That's 34. You 12. Have a, that's 46. Another 12. That is 58. Cool. You begin to push the stone block. It is hard, heavy, but it shouldn't be this. It's a very strange pushing sensation. And after you push it for a couple of feet, you start to see a, a roller appear on the floor. And then another roller, like you're pushing this really big, heavy stone block up a sequence of rollers set in the floor, but you're also pushing it slightly upwards at like a 12 degree incline. So it's super heavy and awkward and you're all trying to make sure that you're getting your feet over the rollers and stuck into the rollers themselves so that you're not having trouble pushing and try to get that leverage as all four of you work tirelessly to slowly roll this stone block. You roll it 10 feet or so and you expose a corridor to your right. But it does feel, and when you pop up and look and you shine your light, you see that the corridor you can you could push it continues to go further up. And you realize, you think, if you get your hands on one side of it, you get somebody on the other side there, you could get people to push the stone into the corridor that you can see to your right. Or you could keep pushing the stone block up the slope. Some sort of Sisyphean. Is there anything down that corridor to the right? Nothing you can see, because it extends beyond the range of your continual flame torches. I'm going to pull up my immovable rod. Okay. And I'm going to click it against the stone. Cool. To hold the stone in place. All right. You hold the stone in place. So that we can go down the corridor. Nobody has to like heave and push anymore. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, And that way we can go down and check that corridor. Sure. See if there's anything there. Okay. And leave your thing. Leave the rod there. No, your, yeah. Well, well, if she takes the rod, then the stone's going to slide back down and then you won't be able to get back to the the location you were in before. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We can always come back and pull it. You put the immovable rod in place and you begin to walk down the hallway and it is here where we'll end the session for tonight all right actually using my immovable rod now This concludes this episode of Tavern Tales, a curated Dungeons & Dragons 5e game set in the Tales of the Yawning Portal Adventure module by Wizards of the Coast. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. You can find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or at www.badbillyband.com or follow them on Twitter at badbillyband. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or find us on Twitter at tavern underscore tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure.